next time, for That Was The Woke That Was, with Andre Walker. Ooh, hello and welcome to That Was The Woke That Was, the topical quiz show that goes through the wokest stories of the week. And I guarantee absolutely no snowflakes allowed. On my team tonight, I've got Cara Kennedy and Lacey Butcher and Anna McGovern and the lovely, beautiful Pete Barnes. Prince Harry has been accused of blackmailing the royal family by threatening to publish another book if he's not invited to the coronation. So, does he feel he's actually going to be invited to the coronation? Yeah. He wasn't invited to the yeah. Platinum Jubilee, so why does he feel that, even yeah. though it's his dad's coronation, he now, despite this expose, mm -hmm. has more of a, a valid stance Sorry. to be there? This was always part of a four-part book deal. So, it's not really <laughs> yeah. much about blackmail. Like, everybody knew there was going to be four books, so... Like, why is everybody so surprised but about this? It just seems like it's been a sensation. What's the next one going to be? Colouring in? Yeah, well, like I the mean, the dot to dot book. No, I'm, I'm going with Caro that we're going to get some colonoscopy. He's going to come with accompanying DVD extras or oh something no. like that. I, I can just envision, envisage it though. Harry sat there in Montecito. Megan's got a gun to his head. Yeah. He's like, babe, we need more money. Come on, we've got to no, write she, another no, what, one. What, what Megan's doing? She's going. Let me, please, Harry. Oh, yeah. Let's do another interview. Yes, oh, yes, darling. Yes, darling. No problem. Darling. Netflix no. money's running out. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> it's really funny you bring up Meghan Markle, though, because there was a story just the other day where apparently she had quiet reservations over the book. So, like, their popularity in, in America has plummeted because mm, of yeah. how it's I gone. Wonder I mean, why. <laughs> you've got people like Jimmy Kimmel actually, like, going on his, on his, like, Tonight Show and, like, really, like, rinsing them. I'll tell you what, I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what Harry could do. Harry could either stay married to Meghan Markle or personally finance Britain's independent nuclear deterrent. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Those are approximately the same cost. <laughs> but, uh, but, OK, so has Prince Harry been blackmailing the royal family, uh, threatening uh, to publish another book if he's not invited to the coronation? Is it true or false? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. True. true. It is absolutely true! <laughs> The Food Standards Agency has said that cake should be banned in the office, claiming it's harmful as passive smoking. Yeah, like, who are you to tell me what I can and can't eat or put in my body? Oh, 100%. It's like, how, how are you going to police this for a start? And I feel like you see these sensationalist stories. Like I've se I feel like I see something similar to this, like, every six months, and it's like a kind of health drive to promote people to eat more healthfully. But it's like, what, are you going to call the police because I bring a slice of cake into the office? But, but potentially, I mean, look, some of the police forces might be interested in that. Oh, it's like, <laughs> probably. Oh, what, oh, what son, that. this is a disgrace. Let's <laughs> get down you. there and arrest him. Don't worry about any murders. Nah, there's somebody eating cake. That's a cake, so... <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to cake in the office, it did bring down a sitting prime minister, so you never know. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, look, for the bonus point, who, who mentioned that Boris Johnson got ambushed by a cake? It's Lacey, it's your MP. Connor Burns. Oh, yeah. little Connor. <laughs> oh, Connor Burns. Yeah. Ambush for the cake. Um, and Connor won't thank me no. for that. No, he, okay. no so, he won't thank me either. No. <laughs> so there is actually a serious point to this story, is that uh, the obesity crisis in this country is out of control and it's costing the NHS a fortune. So the reason we have to have the nanny state is because we have the NHS. That's the reason that this, mm -hmm. all this is going through. And I do have to admit, we do need to have lifestyle changes and all the rest of it, but the way that they've That's come included. out with this story and said, you can't have cake in an office and all the rest of it, I'm like, you're just rubbing people up the wrong but way. Barnes, you're not winning anybody but over. Barnes, Barnes, in my experience of offices, and most of which I've been thrown out of, <laughs> when I worked at the House of Commons, they just gave me, like, my own desk in a building, like, halfway down Whitehall. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, it's always, um, it's always a certain type of lady, isn't it, that brings the cakes in? <laughs> oh, oh, I won't eat them all, I won't eat... Yeah. But, but, but you will eat most of them, let's yeah. be totally honest. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if you're not in the in the conference room when the cake's out, you're not getting any by the end no. of the day. <laughs> I, I think it's rich that uh, Andre have mentioned police officers. I dare say that might extend to TV presenters also <laughs> that might want to lay off the cake a little bit. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, so this came from an advisory body and they compared it to passive smoking. Yeah, they did. Mm -hmm. um, and don't get me wrong, so what, is it a quarter of UK is obese? Yeah. And so clearly it's an issue, but to compare it to something like smoking, which is a choice, you then have to extend that same mm. logic, logic yeah. to eating cake. But, but Who's forcing cake down your throat? Who's forcing that cigarette in yeah. your mouth? I mean, I'm not being funny. Carla's <laughs> done it to me a few times. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> look, no, but, but, but on a serious note, right, I also think that sometimes it's just about people obsessing about sugar and salt and fat. Look. I eat incredibly healthily. I just wash it down with 15 <laughs> pints of Stella. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I mean, let's be totally honest about it. Yeah. Like, you go into all the pubs, and, and, you know, I've often talked about my favourite pub. We shouldn't product place too much. Uh, 14 95 including a pint. But, <laughs> but everyone knows what that is now. But, but that's the issue, isn't it? It's the yeah. boozing, isn't it? Yeah, on, yeah, so this is why in Scotland, I don't know if anybody saw this story, but they're um, looking to move um, alcohol advertisement away from sports events and... And I know a lot of the big distilleries have really kicked off about this because they're just saying they've just turned into another bottle on a yeah. shelf. Yeah. Like, it's, it's got to really hammer their margins, which and they're already under increased amounts of pressure and everything. So mm. you are right. The alcohol problem is probably more of an issue than, it, than, the, um, than the cake. I didn't say it yeah, was a problem. <laughs> I didn't no, say it was a problem. No, I said it was happening. The problem is when you run out of the alcohol. Yeah. That's oh, when you've got a problem. You? <laughs> In How your case, I've, I've been to Barnes's house. That's like 5 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Very my true. mother watches this. She doesn't need to I know. <laughs> I, love, I love when you're at Barnes's house. Don't worry, the off license opens at eight. <laughs> Come on, get to work, son. <laughs> I think I think offices should be more fun. The single reason I became a journalist is because I thought I could smoke in the office, and then I. The go single reason. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 The single reason. Not and the love of it. Uh, that too. No, but that's like an afterthought. <laughs> But yeah, and then you walk into an office and now you can't even eat cake. But also, but also on the way to the office, you are in support of, in support of catcalling, aren't you? You're like a bit of wolf whistle <laughs> yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah. When I get wolf whistled, which isn't very often I'm, anymore... Oh, I'm, I'm, that surprises me, I'll be honest. <laughs> um... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> that's, um, that's my normal face. <laughs> it's, my, it's the single best part of my day. But you, but you said something quite disparaging about women who think wolf whistling's terrible, didn't you? <laughs> you, basically, you basically described them as the less attractive lady, <laughs> didn't you? I don't know why you're being coy about it. <laughs> it, was, it was in a magazine. Yeah, it's been published. Yeah. <laughs> the only people that have issues with catcalling is the women that don't get catcalled. There, I said it. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Food Standards Agency, have they said cake should be banned in the office, claiming it's as bad as passive smoking? Yes, yeah, they have. It's, it's absolutely true! <laughs> And I, this week, have had a bit of a wander around the town to find out if everyone agrees with the Standards Agency. The Food Standards Agency has said that bringing cakes to the office encourages people to eat sugar and should be banned because that's as bad as passive smoking. I've been out and about asking people whether cakes should be banned from the office. Do you believe that it's bad to take cakes into the office? Uh, yeah. Why? because it, it helps people to eat more uh, sweet things and they put on weight and... They... Hey, why are you looking at me when you say put on weight? Well, you know. <laughs> I've never really been in sweetened cakes and I was working in, a, in an office and there was definitely social pressure 
The Food Standards Agency has said that people shouldn't bring cakes into the office on the grounds that they're unhealthy. Do you think cakes are a bad thing? No. Why not? Do you want one? You're, you're dead right, I do, yeah. Right, what flavour do you want? Oh, well, no, I'm just sport with choice here. Um... If you eat just a small piece of cake, it does you wonders. And we have fruit filling in a lot of our cakes as well, in the centre of it. So it's delicious and it's not too much at a time. Do you think it's right that the Food Standards Agency wants to ban cake from offices? No. Why? <laughs> because people have a free will. I think they're very nice cakes. Do you want one? Yes, please. Go for it. Just the one. OK, well, I wasn't offering you two. What if they say that you are, you do feel a social pressure to eat them? Then you're mad. Give me the cake and I'll take Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Are you happy? Yeah, man. Oh, can I have a sup of your can? Oh, fantastic. Cheers, mate. Mm. Oh, I've not had special brewing ages. Would you like a bite of my cake? No, thank you. Why not? It's tasty. Because your mouth is maybe dirty. <laughs> Where do you think my mouth's been? You know where. On my face, that's all. <laughs> it's done nothing in my mouth. Let me see your eyes. Oh, my God, you've done so many bad things today. <laughs> <laughs> Just a small <laughs> Hello, would you like some cake? Yes. <laughs> bite, bite my cake. Bite my cake. Oh, there we go. We've lost it. Bit, bit more. Bit more. What's in it? Bit more. It's nothing's in it. It's fine. It's good. Do you not like it? It's all right. It's not bad, that is it? Delicious. Thank you very much. Have a bit. Okay. Okay. O open the mouth. Uh, uh. Yeah, go on. Oh, there we go. Well done. Oh. Oh. Mm. Yeah, very, very strange, very interesting. Mm. Very nice, thank you very much. Thank you. I've got cake on my face. Look at, look at that. Can you, can you get it off? Can you just get it off? Get it off. Just get it off. Oh, come on, just lick it off. It'll be all right. Lick it off. <laughs> oh, now you've, you've crossed the boundary now. <laughs> if there was a bit of a tissue, I might. Think, but, but no. Well, I think it's fair to say that the good people of Ealing do not want cake banned in the office. And as they say in these parts, you can take our cake, but you cannot take our freedom! What's in it? It's nothing's in it, it's fine, it's good, do you not like it? Very fun, very interesting. Oh my god, you've done so many bad things today. Okay, so so far it's 43 points each, but obviously now over to Cara and Lacey. And a bit of a trick question for you, I'll warn you in advance. Norwegian trans activists claim that Aretha Franklin's song, Natural Woman, is transphobic and wants it banned. Now, it's a you, get, you get some points for getting this right and other points for knowing why it's a trick question. So I saw this on Twitter. So this was set up by a parody account to, 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 to I suppose, expose... I, I don't really know what the agenda of it was. It's maybe to wake up the woke culture, mm. but it was done very much in absolute belief, and maybe that's the fault of the white culture, that it was so believable yeah. that we all went along with it. And I know Piers Morgan commented on it, saying this is ridiculous, and uh, that, that followed the trend thereafter. Came, but this comes a week after somebody in Norway 
uh, was going to be jailed yeah. for, for going against the trans culture. Yeah. So it's actually a believable thing. Yeah, and I'm I... sure the funny thing is about this, uh, the funny thing is that I'm sure that somebody somewhere has come up with this. Yeah, and that and that's what's the funniest thing about this story. Is, and it's because it's so believable. Yeah. And that's how, like, uh, how this, the trans lobby has become that much of a joke, really, in mm. reality. Because everyone thinks, oh, well, this must be true. Mm. Because, you know, our culture is all about banning things. It's about stopping fun and all the rest of it. So, yeah, th I think that's why they've kind of Anna, done it. Anna, yeah. look, on a serious note about the whole trans thing, mm. you know, I'd like to think of you as a natural woman, in the words <laughs> of a I like friend. to think of myself as one, too. <laughs> Excellent. I, I know what my gender is. Excellent, excellent. But, you know, are we just being nasty to people that want to transition, or is there something dangerous about this culture? Oh, absolutely. And I think for many people, they can't even define what a woman is. Like, when... Um, so, for example, a few days ago, I actually did a Vox Box for a YouTube channel, like, doing the camera woman sort of stuff, uh, for a friend of mine who go was on, recording. Go on, do your camera woman <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> go, on, go on, go on, go on, go on, do that. That's your microphone. This is my camera woman... <laughs> this is my camera woman moment. And we just... We went to this one particular person on the street. We were like, oh, what is... So, what is a trans woman, um, um, what is non-binary? And they could answer that question, but when we said, what is a woman? They said, a leader for trans women. It's like, what does that even mean? Why can't you just define what a woman is? And it's because people, they can't even... They don't want to define biological sex no. anymore. And it's offensive, and that's why... But I, everybody... that's what, I was just going to say, that's why I think there are people out there that would find natural woman offensive. By, by the way, Anna, that was supposed to be your microphone. You were oh, yeah. To... <laughs> <laughs> I got carried away. Towards the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> but every can, everybody can define what a man is, right? And, yeah. and this is why there's such disparity between between the arguments it's like you know you look at the was, was it the brit awards that did yeah, yeah. Awards, yeah. yeah. and you, yeah. And, and then there was no women in the lineup i yeah. mean this is uh, this is eroding women's rights and yeah. nobody cares about it until it affects men but how yeah. on earth have we found ourselves in a society where it's easier to define what a trans woman is aka a progression from yeah. a woman to what a woman is. How is that easier mm. to define? That's, that's, that's really horrific. That's it's misogynistic at its core, I well, there's, there's one thing I do want to pick up on what you said, Andre, about this being dangerous. And I just want to point out the three SNP MPs who had to apologise for standing yes. in, front, in front of a banner that said, decapitate turfs. The rhetoric that is coming out of the trans lobby now is incredibly violent, it's incredibly intimidatory, and it, it's not being called out enough by people on their own side. Mm -hmm. Those MPs should have seen those signs and walked away from it and condemned it. Mm, they didn't. Yeah. And they, what annoyed me the most is their apology was, oh, well, we didn't see the sign. If you look in the photo, there's three or four signs there that are using quite offensive language, quite intimidatory language, and they just think it's perfectly fine. They call out everybody right. else, they don't hold themselves to the same Absolutely. standard. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Now, I will tell you, I, I, did have a, I did have a bit of a disaster this week <laughs> related to the Brit Awards. Uh, I was invited on Julia Hartley Brewer's breakfast show. It was a fantastic show, by the way. This is the first time I'd been invited on as the host of this show. And she asked me a question, but my earpiece cut out just at the moment she asked it. And I said, well, as the presenter of that was the one that was, I'm very <laughs> concerned about this issue. And I've got about 30 seconds into the answer, and she went, right, well, that has no relevance to the question <laughs> whatsoever. Can you actually answer the question for me? I went, oh, dear, my earpiece... <laughs> <laughs> so, my first appearance on the Julia Hartley Brewer Breakfast Show as the presenter of this show ended badly. Aww. You'll never be asked back. I'll, ne I'll, never, <laughs> never. I'll never be back with Julia again. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so Norwegian trans activists have they uh, said that natural woman is transphobic and wants it banned? It's false but true. It's false but, but true. <laughs> well done. <laughs> it's, a, it's a first week as team captain. How the 
hell we're going to animate that? I've got no <laughs> idea. Right? That has just, that just, that just destroyed your position. <laughs> anyway, it's 58 points each. And now on to uh, Pete and Anna. Jacinda Ardern has signed up for New Zealand's Got Talent after resigning as Prime Minister, claiming she was a bit tired. <laughs> a bit tired. Oh. A bit tired. That woman, I swear. Mm. The most annoying thing was how, like, all the kind of the chattering classes, you know, all the, like, the media lovies and things. Like, oh, isn't she so brave and stepping down? Isn't mm. she an amazing leader? And I'm like, no, she's left New Zealand in an absolute state. Yeah. They, they, she basically had the same kind of rules as Beijing had over COVID. Yes, she did. Uh, she's left... Uh, there's a crime rate. There's she's a got teeth like Red Rum. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but, no, it's the way that they're just trying to kind of, like, paint all... Like, kind of cover mm -hmm. over all the problems that she's left. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's that's not good journalism. And it's also mm -hmm. just not true. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so infuriating. This entire week, listening to these, like, soporific... Wets has just been awful. But there's so many iconic people. I mean, I always think, I always get annoyed at JFK, right? Because if you think about it, he's so iconic, everyone loves him. Literally, Nikita Khrushchev came to America and said, I want the Soviet Union to be more like the United States of America at Disneyland, and 18 months later, he almost had a nuclear war with him. Yeah. I mean, that's oh. not exactly the most competent but performance it's funny you've you ever heard, have you? It's funny you mention her on the international stage, because not too long ago, because mm -hmm. New, New Zealand's part of the Five Eyes programme, the intelligence gathering, yes. one of the most successful partnerships ever, and there was a strong argument to kick New Zealand out because of how cosy she'd got with China. Mm. Yes. And about whether, whether she was a security threat to, like, the international security. Yeah. And, like, that has just not been mentioned. Oh, you're, no, you're only a security threat if you're Tr Donald Trump or yeah. a Conservative. Yeah, Those are the only security yeah. threats I do, ever. I do think that there is something to be said about stepping down from the job when you're doing a terrible job, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You, you, you look at people like Boris, I mean, he had to get taken out kicking and screaming. Yeah. Um, Liz Truss. Yeah. That's <laughs> what? I mean, it's, it's quite refreshing to see somebody say, oh, do you know what, I just can't do this for another... Four, five do you remember a while ago, Estelle Morris, Education Secretary, didn't she resign on the ground she was crap? And everyone's <laughs> like, well, good on you. But she yeah. oh, it, isn't, isn't that the one that, like, flicked the bees or whatever when she was walking past? No, I think that was John Prescott. I'm not being funny. There's many things you can say about Estelle Morris, but yeah. getting her confused with John Prescott <laughs> is not, that is not polite. I think she, she wanted to leave her legacy as, uh, I'm a kind leader. Yeah. But I think all the authoritarian measures she put over um, the, like, the country is completely despicable. I mean, she wanted 90% of each district vaccinated. And it was she said, get, get vaccinated to have your summer, which I think is the most evil now, thing. What we've, got, what we've got to do is we've all got to do our Jacinda Ardern impersonation. Oh, no. No. So what, so what you do is you fall that up like that. <laughs> and you go, you go, we go, oh, bonds are mate. Bonds are mate. <laughs> Communist China is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> World Economic Forum is great, mate. <laughs> there we go, come on. Come on. Oh, no, no, absolutely not. not. <laughs> you've already, you've already made me sing. I think, frankly, that's... <laughs> hey, I started I that. The line <laughs> if Mike Graham was here, he'd do his Jacinda Ardern. <laughs> which I have to say, I absolutely love you. Have you got a Jacinda Ardern? No, I don't. I just no. can't, no. Mm -hmm. You just have to go off yours. It's fine. Yeah, I think it's you've fine. done the justice, to be honest. Yeah. I think I did the Jacinda Ardern. <laughs> well. OK, so is it true that she's going into... By the way, what should, what, what would she do in New Zealand's good time? <laughs> Maybe she could be a red rum impersonator. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, well, all right, I'll tell you what, for a bonus point, not only do you have to tell me whether it's true that she's going into New Zealand's got talent, but you have to tell me what she would do if she oh. went in. Oh. So, first of all, is it true or false? It's false. Well, it's false. It's, false. Yeah. it's absolutely false! <laughs> Any suggestions? Hula hooping. So, I yeah. think she'd just stand there and hula hoop. Hula. <laughs> I think she'd just stand there and hula hoop. I could imagine her as a karuna. Why <laughs> 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 me to the moon? Why <laughs> make me play above the stars? That was The Woke That Was. Continues after the break.
Welcome back to That Was The Woke That Was. So Edinburgh has become the first city in Europe to ban meat from schools, hospitals and nursing homes. Mm. <sighs> Can you imagine you can't have haggis in a nursing home on Hogmanay? We know for a fact, it's statistically proven, that children who grow up on a vegan diet, you know, meat-free diet, they are statistically known to be shorter, about, I think it's three, mm. uh, three yeah. centimetres yeah. smaller, their bones are going to be weaker, so as such, they have to take vitamins and mm -hmm. supplement. They're enforcing stringent measures in order to make their children weaker as a, as a lifestyle choice. Yeah. For what? For the woke culture? For, for what? No. what I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you something. My, my mother met a group of vegan friends of mine <laughs> once who'd grown up as vegans, and, and she said, ah, they say they're all real men, but they're all wee dainty things. No, but um, Edinburgh Council, they came out and said that this, they wanted this to be on the same level as the Paris Accords. They wanted to be the leading city mm. to kind of make it a, like a big international yeah. thing. And I was like, I'm not being funny, but Edinburgh has a huge addiction problem and people are dying of alcohol poisoning pretty mm -hmm. much every day. I would spend more time concerned about that mm. than I would about, you know, kids yeah. eating meat. No, you're right, you're right. The vegan diet is definitely Scotland's number yeah. one priority right yeah. now. I don't get the obsession of trying to control what everyone eats as well, because there's so, <laughs> like, there's so many good properties of meat, you know, like core vitamins, there's protein, and or, like, why do you want everyone eating bugs or grass? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, what is the obsession? And, and, and I'm sorry to repeat this, oh. I say it almost every single show, but I'm on a venture capital website, <laughs> and they go, we have reinvented meat, is it a burger? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's always a burger. Oh, it's a bug burger, it's a grass burger. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a dust burger. Anyone dust? Dust. dust. <laughs> it's just absolute madness. Anyway, anyone in the audience enjoy eating meat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> Do you think... Does, does, does anybody believe that meat should be banned? It's just such a miserable no. world, isn't it? We're yeah. buying meat, cake, smoking. I, mean, <laughs> I feel like... I like now now we've got three. the audience, I feel like... Uh, the gentleman in the back. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a flat face. <laughs> anyway, OK, so, Edinburgh... Do you know the thing is about this? If this proves to be true, mm -hmm. I have to say, I think the worst thing is about the nursing homes. I think it's terrible that children don't get uh, the meal that they deserve because this was brought in as a measure to alleviate poverty mm. as part of Harry's book falls on my lap. <laughs> um, but also, nursing homes, it means every single day yeah. you don't get to have the food that you actually like. How many eight-year-olds need to go vegan? As a child, yeah. you want to grow up with a warm, hot meal mm. with a bit of steak in you. That sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> you want a bit of meat in you? No. Do, do you like something warm and hot inside? Right. <laughs> Not on this show. Um, hey, no, as, you know, you grow up and when you die, I'd like to think there were not going to be any restrictions on what I eat at that point in I was, life. I always think that even though I know he's a bit of a parody, I always thought what Al Murray, the pub landlord, said, I don't hate the cow, it's just I'm hungry and it's made of beef. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. that, that is my, that yeah. my fundamental point. Yeah. I, I, I look at myself in 60 years or whatever and I, I like to think that I'll be sat there in my bed covered in burgers and chain-smoking cigarettes and that is exactly the way I want to go out. Well, do you know what I do every every Christmas? I buy one of those, you know, those big legs of pork, you know, the Serrano ham yeah. things, and then just meat myself. <laughs> for about, it normally takes me takes me a good 10 days to consume a whole six-kilogram leg. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's only a snack. Only a snack. <laughs> anyway, has Edinburgh uh, become the first city in Europe to ban meat from schools, hospitals and nursing homes? Sadly, yes. Yeah. True. It is absolutely and depressingly true! Muted applause for that one. <laughs> OK. The BBC has been accused of ageism after Ken Bruce and Steve Wright quit the two biggest BBC shows on Radio 2. Mm. 
Well, this how is... can you how can you discriminate against somebody on the grounds of age or really? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you'll be out of a dog soon. <laughs> I know. Oh. 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 Listen, the butcher's dog's having a go. Let's, <laughs> let's have a butcher's. Yeah. No, no, this is a real blow for Radio 2. Mm. Ken Bruce had, like, nearly 9 million daily listeners. His ratings were off the charts, and he's hopped and jumped to another station. Yeah. Mm. So it's well, a number-one show in Europe. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But he went on the air and said it, it was all his own choice and everything, and it's other people that have said it's to do with ageism. But this isn't the first time the BBC have been mm. accused of ageism. I think it was... Is it Miriam O'Reilly was her name? She won a legal battle against the BBC. Mm. She was on, like, a country file show, mm -hmm. and... Um, she actually won it. And I, was it Moira Stewart left yep. yeah. as a newsreader? Um, I'll um, tell you what, just... Barnes, I used to love Moira Stewart. She'd be reading the news and then she'd just go, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. yeah. yeah. Like, she just completely lost it. But that's the thing. I remember watching her when I was a kid. Like She was like the main newsreader. And then when she left, I, like, I remember that everyone saying it was to do with ageism. Um, but... No, it was because she, she just kept losing her way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like the commercialisation of the radio because a lot more young people there, you know, they're going on social media they're watching TikTok, they're not, you know, most young people don't really listen to yeah. the radio. So that's why I think they're trying to engage a bit, you know, a wider yeah. audience. So they, they might, you know, shift some older people yeah. on for some younger people to try and engage the younger what, generation, which I don't I don't, I don't understand with. TikTok. When somebody sends me a link on TikTok, I click on it and it's just someone dancing in their underpants every time. <laughs> okay. but, it's not, but it's not the thing I was meant to be looking at. Right? So, so some, somewhere in, in Beijing, somebody <laughs> believes I'm obsessed with watching people dance in their underwear. I'm not, against it. I'm, not <laughs> against it. I'm not against it. I'm just saying. But then I can never get the actual link that people are sending mm. me. My dad sends me clips from Only Fools and Horses from 1985 and I end up with someone dancing in their underwear. <laughs> and it's not Del Boy. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm concerned at your search history. Um, but, 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 but I, uh, I I've literally haven't searched anything on TikTok. Yeah. It has served this all up to me. Yeah, you yeah. say that oh. now. Um, but no, what I was going to say is I, oh, I, I completely agree with Anna, and I actually mm. resorted to speaking to my father about this, who was a disc jockey for about four decades. And at the last part of his career, he spent on BBC. He must be retired because he calls himself a disc jockey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what type of jockey? What type of jockey are you, disc jockey? I know. You can't come be on, come on, what's, his, horse what's his name? Tim Butcher. Hello, Dad. Tim Butcher. So <laughs> apparently the other thing is about Tim Butcher, who's a veteran of, of radio, thinks this show's not very good. <laughs> no, when did I say that to you? <laughs> you said he'd complained about your performance. <laughs> no, 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 Lacey's not very good. None of the show's No one else's. No. He, thought, he thought I was fantastic. He said, yeah. I'd get her off. Get rid of her. She's crap. He critiques only of me. Um, but no, I really went to... I consult his advice on this because... I have my opinion, which is, you know, perhaps this could be viewed as ageist, um, but he viewed in quite a pragmatic way. He said, you know, as radio goes through transitions, you need to get rid of the older presenters to allow the new. Yeah. You know, you saw the transition from Chris Mills to Nick Grimshaw, Scott Mills to Greg James, you know, all these things yeah. happen over time. You need to basically get rid of some of the older viewers to allow the new uh, kids in. But one thing I would say, going jumping on what Anna said, yeah. this is a problem that the BBC have like across the board, is young people not watching the BBC. Yeah. And I think this is why the shift is really, <laughs> really coming thing. from, because <laughs> if the younger audience isn't connected to the BBC the way it is, it's very easy to start changing the BBC from a political standpoint. And I think that's their big concern. It's older audiences that kind of keep the BBC as it is now. Mm. So if the, if the younger audience aren't coming through, mm. there's, there's, I think it's but, more but, of a defence mechanism but you, but on the you BBC's say that, Barnes, you, you know, you look at things like GCSE Bite Size yeah. on iPlayer, they were phenomenal during the lockdown. The problem with the BBC is it's just obsessed with doing stuff that's better done in the private sector. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. because there's no, there's no, comp there's no uh, kind of... 
uh, problem if the BBC does something badly. It's just, oh, that didn't work, we'll move on to the next one. Nobody gets fired, nobody really moves on. It's just, yeah. oh, it doesn't matter. That, that was more yeah, it's public. Like, it's, like, it's like Newsnight's now got four viewers, yeah. but at least you all live in Hampstead, <laughs> know, so we're yeah. all quite pleased. You know? <laughs> yeah. Plus, you can make a fortune. Anyway, has the BBC been accused of ageism over Ken Bruce and Steve Wright quitting? Yeah. Yes, it, it has. Yeah. It is absolutely <laughs> true! 183 points. The British Museum has banned the word mummy out of respect for dead Egyptians. So let's oh, be clear. Yeah. Let's be clear. The British Museum's not worried about the fact we grave robbed <laughs> and then put no. them on display, charge money for people to look at them, mm. on occasion ground them up to make brown paint, yeah. but calling them mummy is offensive. Unacceptable. Utterly unacceptable, isn't it? You know, that, that word. And let's not forget what you said. It's, it's for ancient Egyptians. So these are dead Egyptians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From 3,000 yeah. years ago. Yeah. So we're respecting the honesty and, and, and the integrity of people who lived 3,000 years ago because they're no, going no, no, to be offended now. No, Lacey, actually, for modern Egyptians who were actually mummies, they'd be called parent too. There, <laughs> you, go, yeah. there you go. But aren't they now called mummified Mo people? Mummified yeah. persons. Yeah. 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 Is this true? I thought this was a joke. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Welcome Clara. to the show. Uh, <laughs> it's just complete virtue signalling yeah. because they're trying to be... Yeah, but, but, but to who? But yeah. To, yeah. Well, to everyone. I mean, to, to your average dead mummy, Tutankhamun, yeah. sat there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I think he had a bit of a bad no, back, didn't he? I think, I think that's the point. This is woke for the sake of woke. Yeah. Yes. Is, yeah. And I think that's the point of this. It's like, it's not offending anybody. No, no one, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that the word mummy is offensive. But the word mummy is like centuries old itself. It's from yeah. like the 1700s, uh, 1600s, yeah. I think. Yeah. It's ridiculous. This story is just pathetic. Well, the other thing is they've half-inched all your gold. Yeah. Right? They've <laughs> taken all the little trinkets yeah. from your burial site. You've literally put on the wall, if you <laughs> violate this burial site, you will have a curse. Right? And they're like, oh, the, the worrying bit's the name. No, it's not. It's the widespread theft. It's the and for a point of comparison, it's like for mothers, they don't call them mothers anymore. It's like a birthing person. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. It's out of respect for people who are transgender or don't, you know, they don't, so all the, you know, men apparently now can be pregnant can you, and have children. Can you have a mummified birthing parent? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> It'd get very confusing, wouldn't yeah. it? I, I, keep hoping way, that, I keep hoping that this whole pocket of people will just go so far and be so ridiculous that we'll start rioting in the streets <laughs> where, when, when they realise how, how ridiculous they are. Mm, but we've just, seem, we've just seemed to keep accepting it and accepting it and, and things get more ridiculous and, think, and worse. Yeah. And I think, Cara, Peter Hitchens, I'm sure it was Peter Hitchens, mm. said that part of this is just us wanting to be polite because you don't want to insult yeah. me. I mean, I'm not bothered about insulting 3,000-year-old <laughs> mummified persons, right? I'm not worried about that. But we, we are trying to be polite to people and so that's what makes it difficult, isn't it? But there's, there's certain people on Earth that will be offended by anything and they'll look yeah. for the bad in everybody so you can't please these people so so the more you kind of lay down to them and and let little things slide the more it, it... actually do you know do you know what i remember I, I did this job for the bbc ages ago i'm not joking mm. and there was this woman and everything i said she goes actually i find that offensive yeah actually i find <sighs> that offensive and the following day i thought right let's have her i went hello yeah. oh, i'm sorry you probably find that offensive and she went why would i find hello offensive and I went, because it's the colonial language that conquered <laughs> africa and she goes well, I don't find hello offensive. Would you like a cup of tea? You probably find that, that offensive. Yeah. And she went, why? And I went, because the subjugation of the Chinese to produce tea, <laughs> that was racist. And she goes, I don't find that offensive. And I went, would you like sugar? Slavery. <laughs> and in the end, I think I spent about two hours pointing out that everything was offensive to her. And in the end, she took me to one side and went, actually, I don't find any of that offensive. Could you leave me alone now? No. But, well, there you go. Have that look. <laughs> There's just such miserable people on earth, aren't there? I mean, you should have walked in and said, oh, hi, you're looking quite fat today. And then yeah. give it's it something. Oh, oh, really look, I could have offended her. <laughs> I could have yeah. really offended 
But the thing is, it reminds me of, like, alternative people. Yeah. You know, like the Blue Herd Brigade and whatever. They're not very interesting, are no. they? You know, I, I've never met anyone with, like, blue hair who yeah. actually, when you get talking to them, is interesting. When your hair colours your personality. That's yeah. right. And yeah. also, I mean, I, I met this... I, I was chatting to this bloke once, very nice guy, but he was the, he was a vegan. Right, but that was, like, the only interesting thing about him, yeah. which isn't very interesting. And, like, every post on social media was about veganism and how he'd managed to find a particular type of almond milk mm. that was yeah. more interesting. But, and, and you think, you think you've, you've replaced your personality yeah. with, that, with some little thing. Yeah, no, this is the thing. There's somebody on Twitter, I think it was yesterday it was, said, what do you think of woke people? And everybody replying back was saying, oh, they're, you know, getting really angry about them. And I just replied back, I don't get angry, I just feel sorry for them. Mm -hmm. Yes. I just, I just generally now pity people like that, just how miserable... Mm must your life be that this is the peak of yeah. what you have to mm. talk about? And it's like, if people don't stand up to this, it's the problem's just going to keep getting worse and worse because yeah. now this is becoming normalised. And I actually feel very sorry for, like, children and young people that are growing up in this generation seeing this because they, especially on TikTok, uh, this culture is um, certainly perpetuated. Like, um, th there was a, actually a study done that if you look up a particular topic, like a, ch like a child, for example, is introduced, uh, interested in the LGBT, if you look that up on TikTok, within minutes, that will populate your Explore page. Mm. And then the, it just keeps the indoctrination going, well, you know, keep it, you know, do going you know, do and going. Do you know what I'm going to do to deal with wokeness? Right, I'm going to make a load of money, right, and rather than give it to charity or be a philanthropist, can't even say it, or anything like that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave it in a trust fund so my, the next generation or future generations are the obnoxious kids that pull your statues <laughs> down, right? That is my win as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. They, right? You give money to charity, that, that plaque of you saying Cara Kennedy gave this money, my little sprogs are going to go, she was disgraceful, she was anti-war. I was, I was disgraceful. There we go. I will win that one. There's, there's a video that goes around from time to time and it, it's... It's from like the 60s or 70s, and it's a BBC presenter, and she goes around pinching men's bums. Mm. And I love it because it's just a, a really innocent time that I haven't known in my lifetime. Yeah. And I think now, if that happened, you would be offered a therapy session oh. or you would be asked how you feel about that and, and how you're going to deal no, with no, it. No, 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 you uh -oh. sit down. You sit down. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. oh, she loved it. She loved it, didn't she? Oh, there we have go. You been, have you been doing squats? I want to. Squat? Why do you think I've got firm buttocks? Yeah, it's quite firm. Yeah, well, you know, standing up and down in the pub, you know. <laughs> you wouldn't believe how strong my arm is. It's from the beer. It's from the beer. Get out of it. Anyway, did you enjoy that, Carol? Yeah, I did. Fantastic. That's why she's wearing amber today. She's, kind of in the, she's willing to have a go. Um, That's okay, going so... in the promo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, there we go. We've managed to feel people's buttocks. Fantastic. Okay, so has the British Museum banned the word mummy out of respect for dead Egyptians? Oh, is that what the question was? <laughs> I mean, it just oh, forget it. Forget it. Yes, true. Yeah, it true. was absolutely true. An extra. And an extra thousand points because I really enjoyed that. <laughs> okay. That was the woke that was continued after the break. Welcome back to That Was the Woke That Was. New York has agreed to start using dead human bodies as compost to save the environment. When you cremate a human body, apparently the amount of carbon release is like astronomical or something mm. like that. Uh, but one thing I want to know is how expensive is this? 
Is this going to be only something of like only the ultra rich can afford to do, or is this actually? How expensive is it going to be to compost yourself? Come on, Grant. You can't just fling them into a garden. I think I think they get put in like a special. My dad, my dad was obsessed with what he called creating mulch. Mulch. Come on, get all those garden clippings. Let's create some mulch. Stick Granny in there. She'll be all right. Leave her ten years. For my thoughts, when this first came up, was it's not that far from what we do over here now, which is you have to opt out when you die with your, mm -hmm. your organs yeah. and whatnot. And now you, you, sorry, you have to opt out now rather than opting yeah. in. Um, oh, yeah. I just didn't see that as far away some... from, you know, human even, harvesting. If you look at the UK, even on burials now, you can have, um, like, a, a burial without a casket and you mm. can have non-biodegradable caskets and stuff. I expect this to be brought in over here pretty soon, yeah. if I'm being honest. I can't, got to be honest, I can't see I, that far When away. I die, my organs are going to be donated, but my liver's going to be a fine pate. <laughs> yeah. Is it, they're going to go, oh, look at that, it's all it's all gooey. I think, um, I think your liver's definitely going to be studied by science. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Andre, we're just surprised you still have one. If <laughs> really. And that's coming from me. <laughs> it is um, a miracle. <laughs> no, I've, got, I've just got a big red nose to get all the alcohol content <laughs> nowadays. Anyway, so... Uh, has New York agreed to start using dead bodies as compost to save the environment? Yeah. Yes, they yeah, have. It is absolutely and unbelievably true. <laughs> 468 points, but well, you're on 1,283. Oh. Yeah. So really almost unbeatable. <laughs> Traffickers are smuggling thousands of eggs across the Mexican border after prices rocketed across the US. Should I be the nerd on this question? I think so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, so this is to do with the price of eggs, which in America is astronomical. It's like, I it, need it, that and, much. It's, and it's really bad over here as well. Mm -hmm. But it was last year there was a really bad case of bird flu, so avian flu, and, they, and it affects um, hen, hens which lay eggs. Well done, Barnes. Thank you, thank you. Well done, Barnes. And anyway, so they had to kill, like, I think it was like nearly five million birds that they had to kill. And it's like, there's been loads of pressure put on mm. the market. And I think there was one case where it's like, a, I think a single egg was nearly like three or, three or four dollars at one mm. point. Oh, it was God. really stupid. And they, they've been smuggling them in from Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely I'll tell you what, if you're gonna, bizarre. If you're going to run the border with anything, like <laughs> eggs. I mean, I mean, the Tijuana gang have got rid of hard yeah. drugs and now it's all eggs coming yeah. in from Mexico. Yeah, but apparently the problem is that the eggs from Mexico aren't checked or something. So, like, that's the reason that customs in America have gone, like, really tight mm. over this issue is because they well, don't the, want well, their bird food to come back. Hang on a second. I think I know something about eggs. Isn't it true that in America you have to put them in the fridge because they're not pasteurised, whereas in the European Union you don't put them in the fridge? Yeah, and I yeah. love that the British take on American eggs is just the word chlorine. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what we associate with it. But no, you're spot on. People are genuinely smugging them yeah. across the border, which is, you know, you see the, the things online, you think, oh, it's comical, that can't be real. But in reality is. And I suppose the closest thing we have over here is just the cost of living crisis, where yeah. everything yeah, is on yeah. the gradual income. I mean, well, I, how many times you say that, though? I was reading, I saw a chart that actually eggs was, the inflation rate on eggs was higher than it was on petrol. Which I just thought was I just oh, no, see you know, when, when, when we were debating the whole European Union, you know, the hard Brexit and all this sort of thing, the border in Ireland, I had a friend of mine who's in the parachute regiment and he pointed out that the hard border had never existed. <laughs> They'd never bothered doing customs checks because he said, I'm in the parachute regiment. I'm yeah. a soldier. It's a counter-terrorism thing. So I asked him, what were the things that he spotted? Because obviously he did catch smugglers, yeah. but they let them go. He said the number one thing that was smuggled across the Irish border between Ireland and Northern Ireland were pigs and condoms. <laughs> and apparently oh. the pigs in order to double claim on your EU quota and the condoms, just because condoms were illegal in the Republic of Ireland. I was like, can you imagine? Can you imagine, like, 
Smuggling's meant to be cool, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, diamond yeah. smuggling, yeah. drug smuggling, <laughs> running guns. I mean, I got into trouble oh. at the board with Ukraine for taking high-definition drones over. <laughs> pigs, pigs and condoms. Pigs. Absolutely fantastic. No, I think I think it's true. I was told by somebody in DC the other day that it's easier to get heroin right now than it is X. Yeah. I, mean, who, I mean, who are you dealing with? <laughs> I'm, friend. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Carol. There's mad. many pieces of fake news we've reported in here, but the claim that it's easier to get heroin than hen's eggs is yeah. simply, simply. Not no, it's true. All right, I I'll mean, tell you what. The, the, the heroin is ruined by fentanyl, yeah. but... So, 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 so you're telling me that if I went into a branch of Walmart that had run out of eggs <laughs> yeah. and I said, can you get me either heroin or eggs? You just go outside. They'd say, they'd say oh, it'd be, I'll be easier to get the heroin. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, is it true or false? Uh, true. true. It's absolutely <laughs> true. That was The Woke That Was, continues after the break. Welcome back to That Was The Woke That Was. Haringey Council has spent £186,000 renaming Black Boy Lane after complaints from Black Lives Matter. I don't get this obsession with virtue signalling with all the... Well, I think with the different councils, they're doing this to make a point and support uh, organisation that is inherently corrupt. Um, so, for example, um, a friend of mine is a police officer and I asked him, I was like, oh, like what do you think of like Black Lives Matter? Because he was working during all the protests and he uh, at first hesitated, he like, oh, I don't know, am I going to offend her? But he said that it, it was actually, like, actually being there, everyone was like attacking the, mm. you know, attacking the police, being abusive, taking advantage of the situation uh, just to cause chaos and disruption. And I think with, you know, many people, it's just all, like with the councils and everything, they're just doing this to prove a point and, so, you know, trying to please the residents and f find offence in anything that they can find offence in. Absolutely. I mean, I look, I don't want to use the word because it's, it's gratuitous, yeah. but there is, there is, there is a pub in... Um, in Mid Lothian, I think, West Lothian, mm. which was called the Black Bee mm. in relation to a female dog. Now, what upset me about that whole situation was they were incredibly proud about this dog. I'm not going to bore you with the bravery tale about the dog, because, <laughs> yeah. A, I don't know what it is, and B, I don't care. <laughs> but actually, this pub was then renamed the Willow Tree, and it was actually a piece of cultural vandalism in some respects. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well, speaking of vandalism, mm -hmm. um, the, uh, just five minutes before we came on, yeah. it's been graffitied out anyway, the new uh, street name. What yeah. is it? La Rose. La Rose yeah. or something. So they spent 188000 and it's been vandalised right. already. Yeah. What makes me laugh, though, is the way local authorities Authorities managed to spend 180. Well, well you, know, you know, all I do is just stick up the side. This is a really good point about how much money this council has spent. If yeah. you look at Harrogate, Harrogate has a, a it's as a poverty rate, 35% of that area is in poverty, lives in poverty. Yeah. It has a child poverty rate that is through the roof. And in three weeks' time, that council is going to cry, cry foul and say, We've got no money, Westminster's giving us no money, and they've just spent nearly 200000 pounds mm -hmm. on what is nothing but a gesture politics. It is absolutely disgusting. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely convinced. I'm absolutely convinced that Black Prince Road is going to go the same way. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, that was absolutely true. Now that was, we said, the deciding point, and so you have won today's game. Now I have to say to you, congratulations, congratulations! You've won the Prince Harry spur book. Wow. You can have that. Bit. <laughs> 
I can have that bit. I've always and, wanted one. And also, one. you have won, unfortunately, 101 bombs. You don't know how much I wanted to give that to Pete Barnes. There you go. Congratulations. So congratulations to both of my teams tonight, Cara Kennedy and Lacey Butcher and Anna McGovern and the lovely, the beautiful Pete Barnes. I'm off now to film a new show in which I star as Bernard Manning. Goodbye. <laughs>